This part of the program is not suitable for sensitive listeners and for anyone under the age of 18. Note that the views expressed on this show are not that of the station or the presenter. Closet Conversations. A big welcome to you, uh, our guest, uh, Dr. Zulu Matabo Zulu. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. Good evening. Thanks for having me on your program and also greetings to your audience. A-Team is our guest, Dr. Zulu Matabo Zulu, is a research scientist and a director of the independent Madisebo University Research Institute. He's also a metaphysical scientist, a cosmologist, custodian of indigenous medical manuscripts and a published author. So well-versed to talk to us about what we are facing in our country. Dr. Zulu, you know, when I'm looking at this uh, single parenting issue, it's one that I've experienced and I've seen and I'm going through. Talk to me about why is it so rife in South Africa? Why do we have more um, single-parented households than in other parts of the world or even in other parts of the continent? Marcos, Marcos, thanks a lot uh, for that uh, preamble. And I would also like to give a bit of a background in terms of the, you know, the, the social system of Africa so that we can get the context. But just to answer the question right away, yes, uh, we have a rise in the, um, in the single uh, parents. It's mostly, of course, single mothers. I think the estimate, give and take, they say uh, about 40% of the, of, of the families are single mothers. So that's quite a big, big percentage right there. And then, uh, whereas on the continent is about 32%, you know, so our percentage of single uh, parents is higher than the uh, African average. But even the African average is still higher than the world average because the world average is estimated at about 14%, right? So, so you can see that there is really some deep issues uh, that really engender this this type of, of of a phenomenon, and I would say that I think uh, the, the 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 causality is going to be more of a multifaceted causes. So I think the the biggest one uh, in our research, as we do research, is going to be the the father absence, right? But the father absence is is, is linked to uh, what, we, what, what was known as the migrant labor system. So that's where things started, you know, historically. Because uh, in order for, for the, you know, when they created these homelands and then people used to be moved by bulldozers and trucks, they would come at night at your home, uh, the government would destroy your house and you would have to get out and you lo- they get loaded you onto a truck and you must go to... Kwakwa uh, or, or KwaZulu-Natal or Transkei and so forth. And so as a, as a result of that, and then now these places didn't have the economy. So as a result, the, the men had to then travel to you know, hundreds or even thousands of kilometers to go and work in the mines. When you read the book, uh, Long Walk to Freedom, you know, where Mandela was after they finished this, um, what is normally called uh, initiation schools, after they, they got initiated there, uh, and then the, they finished graduating, and they were addressed by uh, a Tulsa king, 
who basically said that, look at you, you know, Kosovo is the flower of the Kosovo society. But this flower is not going to flourish because uh, many of you are kings, are rulers, but you're not going to rule. We don't have land. And so you'll be working on the on the belly of the earth, digging gold for a white man until you die. You see, So that uh, migrant labor system is what really uh, played the biggest role in terms of the father absence. And of course, now we have all other things, like uh, if you look at the townships where most of our people now live in, in the townships, so the way townships are designed, they were not designed for the African family. They were designed only for labor. So, the, you know, the, the workers were supposed to stay here and go to work. So, but our family, the way they are designed, they are big families. You know, we have extended uh, families. Uh, so, for example, um, I, I, I like to compare it to, let's say, uh, in mathematics, we have the concept of a circle, and then there's also the concept of concentric circle, you see. So a concentric circle means you've got a circle, and then you've got a circle within the circle. And that circle also is going to give birth to another circle. And a circle represents, you know, the collection of, of, of the people. So, for example, the clan is, 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 is how our, our society is designed. So we have the clan, like, you know, Omkwanazi, uh, you know, O. Ondreela, Oshenge, and so forth, Bakwina, Bafuke, you see. And then once you have that clan, then the family is going to come from that clan. So our families, we are not a nuclear family. Nuclear family is not the African concept. So we have a family, and that family has got extended family, like, for example, Rahadi, Malumegazi, Malume, Goko, and so forth. And of course, Goko being very important, she she is actually connecting, she is extending the, 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 the clan. So if she gets married to Bafukein and she comes from uh, Moloi, for example, Maholoke, so that means the Maholoke clan and the Mafuken clan, they become a bigger clan. So that's how societies are organized. So the, the further absence, this migrant labor system, what it did then is that it destroyed that system. So that now uh, the, the, the family that lives in the township uh, has lost this connection with the extended family members. And they've also lost connection with the clan. And usually where is the clan? Is the clan is in the rural areas. You know, they, they come here to work, the clan is in the rural areas. That's why people, our people travel, go there. So, but in terms of the phenomenon of these uh, single uh, mothers today, is that unfortunately this father absence has kind of become it's not just a calamitous event that happened to us, but it has kind of become like a way of life, unfortunately, whereby, you know, uh, children, uh, you know, men who are born from this type of uh, broken uh, families, fatherless families, they also find it normal now that uh, they don't need to take care of, of their children. And I think that also contributes to this as well. Mm. Yeah, so historically, um, there is a link to why single parenting is so rife in South Africa and it trickles down to where we are now in our current modern day and age. Uh, you know, Doc, when I'm looking at this, how are we going to face traditional uh, issues 
um, when it comes to single parenting. There's a lot of talk. You know, we hear people saying, if you don't know your father and your father's family, then you don't know who you are. Um, and, and others will say, but you don't have to concentrate on that traditionally. If you were born um, in your mother's family and uh, certain rights obviously were not done from your father's family, so you fall under abomalume. But there's always loggerheads when it comes to tradition. So traditionally, what then should happen to those children who come from single-parented households? Uh, excellent question, and, and that's a tough one, uh, because uh, especially the tough one in the spiritual sense, in the sense that uh, this child who is born, uh, you know, uh, at mother's home, uh, and the father is not there, and, and, and it does happen that this child, for example, maybe gets visions uh, that, you know, they need to do amasigo uh, on the father's side, and, and the father is not there, and that becomes really a dilemma. And, and, and not only that, but there's also the, ask, the question that if that father abused the mother, you know, she was, she was very cruel, to, he was very cruel to the mother, or he was violent to the mother, you know, he did all kinds of unspeakable stuff to the mother. So every time the, the father's, uh, you know, name comes up, that creates a trauma for the mother. And she also has to deal with that question of the trauma. Mm. Now, if, if, if she has to go through the rituals that, uh, assuming, of course, that the father is successful, uh, so meaning uh, the, the child now has to go connect with the father and stuff like that, that traumatizes the mother. And the question becomes, does the mother have to subject herself to the traumatization on account of the cultural rituals? You see, that's a question, and that's a legitimate, legitimate question. Now, in the indigenous medicine, uh, she is not forced to, to subject herself to the trauma. In fact, they were sort of have a, a, a very uh, uh, interesting ritual, whereby, for example, if, if the mother who has a child and does not want to have, you know, to go through this trauma with the father, she can actually perform a certain ritual you know, with the help of the family, of course, and Inyang and stuff like that, right, and, 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 and with the child. And once that ritual is performed, that child is not going to be troubled by those, uh, by those visions and, and, and so forth, right? And, and, and that child is now kind of exorcised, if I may use the word, it's kind mm, of exorcised mm. of that. And then the child now can, can, can begin the, the identity with the clan of, of the mother, you see. And then they can develop that spiritual resonance with the uh, with the parents. So you have those kind of rituals. And I think different, uh, you know, ethnic groups will have different ways in which in which they do that. But that exists, you see. So, uh, but in a, in a in a situation now where they need to go through the rituals, and there are no questions, as I say, in terms of the traumatization and stuff like that. Then, of course, there is the effect of Ogusawuma. That is extremely important. If they try to, let's say, you know, connect with the father, then that is a showstopper. They have to do that. So, meaning the, the, the family of, 
of the father, you know, have to come up with uh, is in Como. You know, usually there are not that many, really. It might be maybe three or it might be five, something like that. But, uh, or whatever, the agreement between the, 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 the clan of the mother and the clan of the father. Because remember, these things are not done by the biological parents directly. Because as I made an example earlier on, that the way our families are designed is a concentric uh, system. So meaning you've got the clan, which is the super set, is a big set. And then the family is the, and then you've got the extended family, and then you've got the subset, which is which is a sub a family, which is a subset of of the superset. So, Orahadi, uh, Bomalume, they need to come in and and do those negotiations on behalf of this biological family. That's that's very critical. So they have to. They, there's no way we can go around Ogosaula because Ogosaula, uh, that's when now. Uh, uh, the, the, the is the nyanya of of the mother and uh, for the sidimu some and also is nyanya sidimu of the father so that's very critical is very is a prerequisite that that has to take place and there's no excuse you would see i that does not fly that's very critical so in where a child that hasn't had this right done for them by their paternal family um, or doesn't even know who their father is, uh, has no connection with them and is raised by their mother single-handedly, what are the impacts on them traditionally and in society? Yes. So there are spiritual uh, impacts, like we already pointed out, because Uslaula mm-hmm. is a spiritual uh, is a spiritual ritual that that has to happen, uh, but of course, in a case where that doesn't happen for some reason, and we've got a lot of these cases where, you know, the father, the funusaula, stuff like that. Others even deny go to work and stuff like that. They just have no responsibility, you know. So in that case, there are some rituals that can happen within on the mother's side, so that life can go on. You see, so that the child is not arrested uh, spiritually. Now, of course, uh, there are issues, especially issues of stigma coming from society. Uh, because now, um, for example, let's say this. Uh, let's say this is a this is an actual doesn't matter whether it's a boy or it's a girl. They grow up, they reach a marriageable state, and then uh, if she's a girl, then. There's a you know proposition from a certain family, Bafunu Global, so they make a day to come and to introduce themselves. You see, so one of the most important question is going to be if he's a is a daughter, they're going to ask the question, uh, who is the father? You see, and that goes back to the way Africans uh, build families. You see, in the ancient times. When uh, an African, for example, a family, uh, when a, a boy marries a girl, actually he is not marrying the girl. He is marrying the family of the girl. So it is actually marriage between families. And it was usually arranged marriage. So that means that the parents, they are going to introduce themselves to that particular family. And that's why usually if they don't know each other at all, the first they, they they make this appointment. They are not coming to discuss Lobola. They are coming 
to introduce themselves to the family so that they get to know each other and they will set a day and that particular family will bring of course uh, the members of the clan because remember this is the, the, the affair of the clan so they want to bring Umalume or Koko Umkulu and so forth. So they will all come. It will be a big assembly, you see. And they are there not to discuss Lobola, but to get to know each other. They do that, right? And then you'll even hear others, uh, you know, referring to this family, you see. And then once they have gone through that process of getting to know each other, they learn each other's is Tagazelo, Diboko, Directo, is it Dugo and so forth. Then uh, then they will then make another day where they are gonna talk about uh Lobola. You see stuff like that. So so the, the, the family is very critical. Now if if this now that's why this question of the father is gonna is gonna come up is going to come up during the Lobola negotiations, and it has to be answered honestly and fully, you see, because it has an impact on the, on the, on the relationship between Makoti and Mkwenyana. You see, in fact, uh, I'm, I'm writing a book uh, uh, about this question, or advising young women and young men how to choose the right partner, uh, because the relations is one of the filter, filters you see, you go to what type of relations they have, you know, what is the size of the family, mm. uh, you know, how many uh, mothers does the child have. Because, you see, in other cases, you've got a case where there are more than one mother. For example, if you, if you read the book, uh, you know, Long Walk to Freedom, the great Nelson Mandela, he has 13 siblings and four mothers because his father had married four women, you see. So, so he has got more mothers. And that and 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 those, and and those dynamics have an impact in shaping the mind, you know, the philosophy, the thinking, and the enterprising culture of of the man, for example. So those are kind of things that are going to be looked at. So if, for example, let's say in this particular case, you've got this, uh, you know, this one child, and maybe is the only child in the in the home, for example. Let's say it's a boy, the only boy in the home. I'm telling you that has very serious and sometimes even tragic uh, impact on the on the future, you know, sexual relationships with 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 a woman, you know, because uh, usually if he's the only boy in the child, uh, there's a very high probability that uh, he doesn't know how to how to share. He doesn't know how to relate to the woman because. The father who's supposed to be an example of modeling this is not there. Because the home, at least as it stands right now, is the only school that teaches you gender relations. And that's why um, if the father and the mother are there, then at least the, the boy has the chance now to learn how to relate uh, to the mother. Very you true. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Let me go to the lines. I've got Atima Carl on the line. Good evening, Carl. Good evening, Patricia and Dr. Zuru. Sorry, I think I got that wrong. <laughs> Hi. Yes, the doctor makes so many deep, profound points. 
but which I would say apply to cultures all over the world, which are being ripped to shreds by consumerism and advertising. And uh, I don't know whether the doctor has ever read a book by Alvin Tucker called Future Shock and in the third wave and, and how predicting the, the increase in the number of single-parent families. Mm. Uh, for instance, he predicted by uh, 2000, this book was written in 1973, and predicted by the, the year 2000, 45% of British families would be single-mother families. Uh, and and it's, a, it's a cross-cultural, worldwide problem. Uh, I, I just wondered, that I, I have personal experience of this, because the son of the lady who was our maid for 55 years, um, has grown up into a fine young man, but, but, but I can see the yearning in him for the, the tracking of his roots uh, and, and the need to belong. Uh, but, but I would suggest that this is, you know, it's, it's, it's not specific to, to Zulu culture or, or South African black culture or even, uh, I, I mean, I am acculturated uh, as a privileged white man who grew up in the 50s and 60s and became a hippie and grew out of it. And, uh, and I cannot deny my, my white privilege, but, but, but at times I regret and resent my incarceration for that. I'm sorry, I'm rambling now. All Please. right. Um, yeah. um, so what is the gist of what you're sharing with us, Carl? The, 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 the gist of what I'm saying is, is what is the doctor's opinion on... on how specific this is to our cultures, or, or your culture specifically, and, and, and how much it's a worldwide phenomenon. Yeah. Thank you very much for calling in, Carl. Really appreciate you weighing in. Uh, let me quickly go to a voice note. Makosi and the Atimas. My question is, what would you say, Makosi, to a young man now who was raised by the mother and sometimes, you know, they share these things with their friends and they will tell their friends that, look, I was raised by my mother. And people look at you as if it's a choice that this young man made. Yeah, and you're looked at as if you're not man enough. How do you respond to such uh, comments, Marcos? All right, so uh, Dr. Zulu, I'd like us to firstly maybe give a comment on what Carl has said around the fact that, you know, the single parent um, issue is, is everywhere in every culture. And then we go to the voice note. Yes, no, absolutely. This is, an, is a rising phenomenon, but it's very critical uh, to understand that the taxonomy of, of the phenomenon is not the same. You see, uh, so, uh, for example, you know, apple and orange, they are both fruits, but uh, they are not the same. So in the, in the, in the context of the African uh, family, we have shown that this phenomenon is directly attributable to the impact of colonialism by way of, you know, forced mi- migrant labor system. And it was, the, it was the purpose to actually destroy the African family uh, because they felt that if they can destroy the African family, then they can control, you know, the African people. Because, uh, you know, when you, you, when you don't know who you are, 
then you don't have this sense of direction. And if you don't have the sense of direction, you will never reach the target, you see, of, let's say, emancipation, for example. So, 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 so that was very, that, that was the design goal of, of, of that. Now, uh, in terms of the, uh, you know, young man who doesn't have a fa- uh, father and who's raised by a mother, and people uh, say that, well, you know, he chose to be like that, Definitely is not his choice. He didn't make the choice. And even the mother did not make the choice, right? Uh, because, you know, it is beyond her control whether the, fa- the father stays to become responsible and take care of the children, you know, or he just becomes irresponsible like uh, many are, for example, unfortunately, you see. But uh, the question of being man enough, I think the key fact here is going to be he needs to know is it Tagazelozake? You know, is that very critical? And then because that's what, that's what's going to give him identity. Because the, uh, the aspect of being man enough, it, it really comes down to identity, who you are. You see, and then also uh, we African families, we have extended mem- members of the family. So we have, for example, Malume, Raimholo, uh, and so forth. So these are the fathers in our lives. Like in my particular case, for example, so uh, my, you know, my father died when I was very young. And then my mother also died when I was very young. I think I was around 12. And I had to move to the free state where my mother came from. So when I was in the free state, I was part of a big family. I think we are about 23 members. Actually, we had about 17 siblings, you know, brothers and sisters. And we had many fathers there. You see, of, of different generations. So they became my father. You see, and I, 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 I developed my sense of identity as a man based on that. You see, so, so that's why uh, when a, a child, a boy does not have a father, it is very critical for, for the mother to make sure that they connect the boy with the extended members of the family. Let's well, hold it at that. Let's hold it at that for now, uh, Dr. Zulu. Okay. We'll come back, uh, Makosi. We need to take a short break. Eighteen minutes. we're talking about the issue of single parenting in South Africa. I'd love to hear your experiences, um, either being raised by a single parent or being a single parent yourself. Our WhatsApp number is 0614-104-107. Our guest is Dr. Zulu Tabo Zulu, who is a research scientist and director of the independent Madisebo University Research. Institute. He's a metaphysical scientist, a cosmologist, a custodian of indigenous uh, medical manuscripts and published author. Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Closet Conversations. So in the closet, uh, focusing on family and society. Tonight we are talking single parenting in South Africa. Our guest is Dr. Zulu Matabo. Zulu, and uh, we are looking at this issue. Uh, uh, Dr. Zulu, another thing that is quite critical, and we touched on it a bit last week. When a single parent um, raising children has no relations with the uh, biological father or mother of the child, wants to get into a new relationship and now wants to progress that relationship into marriage, especially on the woman's side, there are so many cultural... Um, you know, issues that are around that. Others say that, no, that child must stay with the 
um, extended family, the grandparents must not be taken to, um, you know, the new marriage. What does the actual culture say? Because as far as I know, and what you were mentioning earlier is that there is no orphan in our African culture. So why all of a sudden are we hearing that children should not be taken to new marriages? Well, you know, that is usually, I think, has to do with the the fear as to maybe how this uh, new father will treat the uh, the child. Also, it depends on the age of the child. So, uh, of course, uh, the, the the links I was talking about, it's like that. So, the, that, that child belongs to the extended family, and that's a fact. In fact, the Basutu tradition, the way they used to raise their children before, is that when the mother was pregnant, and of course, in this case, we're talking about a mother who has a husband, of course. Uh, but they used to have this ceremony they would make to, uh, and, and they used to remind the mother that, remember, so the child is not yours. It's not doesn't belong to the biological parents. Belongs to us, the clan. You are raising the child on our behalf. And when the child is born, that that child is born into the hands of the clan. You see, and 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 and, and we did, we never had barriers. So meaning, the mother was able to go to the field to to go and cultivate amabele and stuff like that because the the clan took care of the child. I remember me as a child, for example. Uh, so uh, so in the rural areas, you know, there are there are snakes. Now I saw this small baby snake, and I got excited because. Usually, uh, my, my uncle, we used to go out with him to catch snakes, you see. So I saw the snake, and I wanted to, and I actually caught the snake in my hand. And one of the clan members saw me doing this thing. Like, but my, but uh, the, the rest of the people were not there, but somebody saw me, and came very quickly. And, and, and got me and said, don't touch it. Even if it's small like this, it can kill you. You see, and my life was saved like that. So that is the value of that. So in terms of, um, so, so, so that's going to vary in terms of the culture, because as I say, in the Basutu culture, it's a very strong sense that that child belongs to a family. family. And especially uh, nowadays, people can marry somewhere by themselves and uh, without having gone through this traditional process. So they, they become nervous about that. But I think realistically and in terms of modern uh, existence, I would say that, you know, basically, if the father has, let's say, the new husband, you know, has gotten into, we know his family, they have come to our family, and uh, we have gone through negotiations of global and stuff like that, then that should ease, uh, you know, the, the anxiety of the family in terms of this child. Because, mm-hmm. so this, this child is, is because, you know, you can't separate. So in that particular way, I think in that context of a formal marriage tradition, uh, the father should be able to look after the child, especially when he is willing. But it's one of the questions that's going to be asked during global negotiations. You know, uh, but what, what if he's it, not willing and we don't know his whereabouts? Should the mother take the turn into the new marriage? Yes, yeah. If, you see, if he's not willing, that has to be taken very seriously. Because if he's not willing, he could abuse the child. He could harm the child. You see that. So then that is the mother who has to make the decision, whether he wants to 
marry him, marry him and, and leave the child behind. I mean, I've seen mothers, for example, who do that. They will go and, you know, go with the men and leave the children behind. There are mothers who do that. You know, most mothers don't do that, but there are some who do that. And, 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 and so she has to make the decision as to what she wants to do in that particular case. But the same pressure is not put on single parent fathers. So fathers who are raising their own children don't have that pressure. It's expected that the new incoming partner or wife should just, you know, wholeheartedly accept this child. So that means that this issue of single parentedness is also one-sided. There's a lot of pressure that is on the woman and it's negative pressure, negative societal um, issues that are raised around that. That's very true. And that's why even in that context of the father having children and marrying a woman, and then she comes in, also the same process has to apply in terms of whether she is willing to, you know, to, to, to marry the father with the children. Because if she is not willing, then uh, it may not be a good idea for, for, for the children to stay with the mother because she will ill-treat those children. She's not going to treat them as her own children. And so you're right. It is one-sided, but it shouldn't be. It should be applied equally on, on both sides, you see. And I'm going to tell you something. You see, if either the mother or the father does not like the child, it's going to show, especially in terms of something as simple as food, for example. So this one, without telling mm-hmm. Mm. Yes, and and sometimes when they're eating, maybe uh, this one, uh, who is not the biological biological to all parents, and that one is going to have fear yeah, in terms of eating. So there are all kinds of tragic consequences that, that are there. So the, the marriage, I think, should not materialize if, the other party is not willing to take those children as their own children. But I've seen a lot of uh, mothers who take the children of the father as their own father. And I've seen a lot of fathers who take the mother's children as their own father. You know, I've got a friend like that, for example. You will not even tell the difference. You see, that actually this child came with the mother. Mm. You know, he loves, he's so dedicated to that child. You know, and I've seen even some situations where the father does not yet have a child with the mother. The only child that is there is the child of the mother. But he treats the child like his own biological child. Let's go to the lines. I've got Atima Willie. Willie, good evening. Hello, hello. Yes, what's your question or comment? Yes, my question is only that it, it, it's unfortunate uh, for for. For, for the ladies who are raising uh, children, children whose fathers are not there, because uh, these children, at the end of the day, when they grow up, they want to have their father's surname. So now, when the child stays with the grandfather, he takes grandfather's surname, and then when he grows up. He feels that normal. It's not actually my surname. My surname belongs to my father. And where is the father? And 90% of South African uh, women are raising their own children 
without fathers. It's very unfortunate. What but, do we do with, with such a question? Mm, yeah, very to take, unfortunate. To take, yeah, mm. to take uh, the, 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 the grandfather's training. Actually, it's not supposed to be like that. He must have his own surname of his father who left. Yeah, but it's not the child's fault. <laughs> it's the father who left. It's the father who made the decision, Willie. So if the father makes the decision in Ganizoyanzani, what will the child do? It's not the child's and fault. That, and mm. that surname is not legitimate. It's not his. No, I one. disagree with you. I disagree with you. It is legitimate. You can't know. Willie, I'm not sure. Dr. Zulu will come in here. I disagree with you on the illegitimacy of the surname. <laughs> If a child and the traditional rights have not been done by the father's uh, family, the child still belongs to the maternal family. And that surname can still be um, of bearing to them. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of people who have gone through a lot of processes spiritually using their maternal surnames. And so I disagree with that. You can't say there's an illegitimate surname. It's going to be called Sikukulu. Because actually that's the name. That doesn't belong to you. No, Willie, I disagree. It belongs to them. Because the rights have not been done by the father who left. No, the the, the name actually, his real surname is his father who left, man. That name is not actually his. Okay, that, Willie. That, that, that's that's, that's where you stand, but I disagree with you. Let me allow our guest, Dr. Zulu, okay. to come in. Dr. Zulu, I mean, okay. I mean, it, it can't be. There's no illegitimate surname if it's from your uh, mother's family line surname. It's illegitimate Absolutely. if Nklambe is stepfather's surname, Noma is surname, somewhere. But if it's from yeah. your mother, your maternal bloodline, and no traditional Absolutely. rights were done for you. Absolutely, you are very right there, you see. Uh, and I think the idea of saying the surname of the mother or is it Chagazolo's Gamama are illegitimate, uh, illegitimate, that is kind of sexist, really, because um, that child is growing up in the clan of the mother mm-hmm. because the father ran away. And, sure. and we have this serious, it's a serious issue today, the idea of fathers. The father absence. You know, the father absence is a wound. Mm? It's a deep wound. And a lot of things that are happening in our land, like, for example, crime, you know, uh, gender-based violence, rape, you know, uh, poverty, they can be traced to the father absence. You see? And, and that's why these boys, you know, when they commit crime and they meet the father at night, but yeah, this is the one who left us, who abandoned us with the mother. We suffered because of him. They want to destroy him. You know, there's a lot of against fathers, you know. Uh, so, so, so this aspect of father absence is a very important thing. And in fact, our country should take it as an, as, as an emergency issue that must be addressed. Because if it's not addressed, our, our social fabric is really getting eroded. You know, at, at some point, we, will, we won't have a social fabric anymore. Yeah. Here are some messages from A-teamers. This one from Anonymous saying, Good evening, Patricia and uh, fellow listeners, Dr. Zulu and the team. I have uh, learned that not all children that grow up in the absence of their father experienced that because the father was irresponsible, as many people would suggest. Someone to be present for their kids, 
but are denied by the system and their mothers. I only get to see my daughter when there is a financial need. But when I ask to see her, some other times I'm told she's visiting her maternal grandmother. That's from Anonymous. This one says, It's so sad that nowadays many of us black people readily embrace this pandemic of single parenthood, in most cases for selfish reasons, without realizing that we are perpetuating the apartheid designed to destroy the African family unit, thus destroying unity amongst us Africans. This discussion needs to be held more frequently and at a national level. Thank you, Patricia, and your guest. I've got KGM on the line. ATM KGM, good evening. Um, good evening, Patricia. Good evening to your guest and to my fellow listeners. Um, just a quick one. I, I think the, the understanding of the tenacity of fatherless um, child uh, should should be understood in the context of uh, the foundational structure. If we don't take it from there, we, we are going to, to treat symptoms, uh, yet we, we ignore the, the, the causes. Now, just a, a, a parting shot. If you look at our, our current crop of leadership, whether you're talking politics, whether you're talking uh, business, whether you're talking socio-economic, um, uh, religious, and so forth, and you were to do a, a quick check of the background on, on our leaders in different positions, you realize that the decaying in the morality of our society it's not just what is prevalent now in the so-called um, the white generation or the so-called lost generation. The reason why the, the, the leadership, I mean, the, the, we, we're going down the drain as we are, this is also coming from the very same leaders who were fatherless, and this was very structural. Hence, when you look at how heartless somebody could just go and, and steal the livelihood of a nation, just so that they can feel macho, then you'd understand that this is deeper than we can actually even perform. Patricia, thanks for taking my call. Thank you very much for calling in, KGM. Dr. Zulu, we are wrapping up our discussion. Um, Please give us your uh, final uh, thoughts and uh, maybe even comments on the voice notes and the caller. Oh, my course, yes. Um, And, you know, the... um, the, the, just this last caller, I think uh, he's touching on a very important aspect, and, and this is what I would refer to as a, a core sense of self. You see, when the child is growing up, uh, and let's say uh, without the father, for example, that is going to affect the core sense of self. And what I mean by that is that, you know, there are two types of environments. There is an internal environment. Internal environment is going to be the mother, the father, the siblings, and the extended family. They they create the internal environment, and that's what uh, creates and 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 buttresses the core sense of self. So that the child who comes from that type of environment, you know, they don't need uh, external things in order to find validation because they are already validated by the internal environment. And then there is, of course, the external environment by way of, you know, neighbors, uh, streets, friends, uh, church, uh, work, and so forth. Now, people
people who did, don't have a core sense of self, they, they, they rely more on the external environment in order to be validated. And of course, we end up running into those issues of morality, like he was saying, you know, in terms of, you know, corruptions and, and, and stuff like, like that. And also moral decay that has become such a, a phenomenal issue in our, in our neighborhoods uh, today. And, and also on the comment, just to comment on the aspect of the father who is looking after his children, is financially looking after them, but they deny him access to the child. And that is a tragic thing. And I think there has got to be ways of solving that, especially from the social workers' point of view, because social workers are the experts who understand the impact of denying access, you know, to the child, you know, because material... Uh, is, is not enough. You see, material is, is needed, yes, but it's not enough. You still have to worry about the self-esteem of the child, the identity of the child, the core sense of self of, of the child. So that's, that's very critical. So I think going forward, we can say then that uh, the, father, the father absence wound needs to be tackled. You know, we need to raise alarms on this. Uh, we need to have like an indaba uh, on this aspect uh, so that we can find ways to going forward. And I think the idea of extended families is going to be very important. So we need to rejuvenate our culture, rejuvenate our, 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 our cultural environments uh, so that, you know, Malume is, 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 is not a threat to, for example, the, 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 like uh, the girl or, or, or the boy, for example, you know, so that Malume is somebody that is like a sanctuary, you know, and, and Rahadi and uh, Mkulu, Koko, and, and so forth. And, and also, this topic is very critical because, as I mentioned earlier, it also affects the future relationships. You see, like, for example, you know, my daughter always asks and say, how do you know if he's the right one? And she says to me, Dad, how do I know? I say, well, you've got to ask him this important question. How many siblings does he have? And if he says he's got only one, he's, a, he's the only boy in the house, cancel the date and move on. Because, <laughs> absolutely, because, uh, you know, he is very attached to the mother. So, because my daughter asks, how, how, why, 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 why don't you give him a chance? How, I mean... Uh, you know, people are not the same. I said, well, he's very attached to his mother because he's the only boy. So you will be competing with his mother, and he will never win. The mother is always better than you. So that's why a lot of Makotis, you know, have got this issue. So let him marry his mother, but it's not possible. So move on, you know. Mm-hmm. And, all right, uh, all right. Yeah. That opens up another topic altogether, Dr. Zulu. Marry a child that has uh, no attachments to his mother. Um, uh, Doctor, um, thank you so very much for joining us this evening. We really appreciate you. How can our A-teamers be in touch? Um, Oh, yes. So so people can actually, uh, they can go to my blog. So that is uh, www.zulumatabo.com. That's my blog. Zulumatabo.com, and or they can touch, get in touch with me by email, which is Zulumatabo at yahoo.ca, not .com. CA stands for Canada, so Zulumatabo at yahoo.ca.
That was Dr. Zulu Matabo Zulu, and he was our guest uh, just tackling this um, closet conversation on single parenting in South Africa. A-teamers, thank you so very much for joining us. Uh, your comments were on point, as always, and I uh, really loved interacting with you. We can continue interacting on social media platforms at Patricia N. Nduli, and we'll be back again for the Wednesday edition at 10 p.m. from us. May goodness and grace lead you to the great heights of success.